Hey everybody, it's Katie. And it's Dory. And this is the Big Shot Marketing and Design Podcast. Okay, uh, welcome back guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I totally forgot. Uh, Dory, what are we talking about this, this week? Um, this week we're talking about branding. Ah, branding. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically yeah, today, I'm gonna... logo design, um, as I feel like it's the first step of branding. Oh, but you should talk about yeah, so... that, whatever you were talking about before, when you went on your tangent. Well, one thing that we want to, when we talk about branding, there, there's two different things. There's actual branding and how you brand your company, and then there's... Another way people use branding, mostly it's digital marketing agencies, they say, hey, we're doing this campaign just for branding, so don't expect any leads back from it. And that's a digital marketing agency using branding as an excuse for not making you money. So if any of your marketing or digital marketing or your website guy or whoever's doing it is telling you that this campaign is just for branding, fire them immediately. Trigger. they're not trying to make you money. Yeah. I didn't know she felt so strongly about that. (laughs) No, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Like, there are so many digital marketing agencies that, like, do this to where almost everybody thinks that a new web person or a digital marketer is going to try and steal their money. All right. So, you know, we've seen, and I'm sure you guys have seen, um, a lot of small businesses with just a crazy logo that is way too busy. There's way too much going on. Um, So we're just going to talk about, you know, proper logo design, best practices, all that good stuff. Um, We, as Big Shot Marketing Design, we actually design a lot of custom logos for clients. Um, I'm not really part of that process. That's mostly Dory. So I'm here to just barrage Dory with questions about that logo design process. So Dory, we have a client that comes to us. They say they want a logo. I push them off to you. What happens next? First thing, we sit down and we talk. they talk, I listen. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. She doesn't like talking, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Um, I don't mind it at all. And I'm a good listener. Um, so, yeah, I just listen to them. I listen to what they have in mind, what ideas they have. Um, and then we go from there. Uh, usually I will start off with a few different design ideas. The first thing, I always give them exactly what they ask for. Um pretty much exactly the way that I can do it, the way I see it, I give it to them like that. But then I also give them my ideas, um, which are always a lot simpler, um, a lot more basic, but I explain to them why my ideas are going to work out better than their ideas. And then it's kind of a back and forth process. I feel like a lot of people, when they're starting a company, they're super excited about everything that's happening and they want to include literally everything in their logo um and depending on what the name of the company is they try to include stuff you know from their name um like for example john's small engine repair trailers and automobiles so john comes in he wants a j for john he wants a small engine in there somewhere he wants a tractor trailer um, and he wants a car all in his logo. He wants his entire name in his logo. He wants the phone number in his logo. He wants the dot com in his logo. And it's just too much. And 
Well, also, John should probably rethink his business because tractor trailers and automobiles okay, are John not is, small um, engines. hypothetical. He's not. <laughs> John's not the smartest. <laughs> John's not, and John just John got made up in my head. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's that. Um, but So first we restructure and we teach John what a small engine correct. is. Correct. <laughs> then we go ahead and work on his, on his logo. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of it, when it comes to logos, I... It's all about where it's going to go to. So you want to be able, like with the logos, you want to be able to show. Oh, yeah. Adaptability is super important with logos. Yeah. And you want to just by glancing at a logo, like you said, you want it. You want somebody to understand who you are and what you do. So if you've got John small engine repair and he's got a tractor in there, it's pretty easy to see what he does. You know, if it's designed right, it'll look good. And. But I think what a lot of people don't think about is how it's going to look on all the different mediums. Like your logo is going everywhere. You know, it's going on your website, shirts, mm-hmm. um, print material, all this other stuff. So when people try to put fireworks and gradient colors and all this other stuff happening, you just made it so much more difficult every step of the way as you try to advertise for your business. And I think a lot of people like walk us through what's bad for adaptability like or embroidery like think about yeah you know like if you're going to embroider stuff colors whatever honestly when it comes to logos simplicity is is where it's at um take nike for example the swish super simple doesn't even have the word nike included in it half the time but we know what it is i think it's a swoosh a swoosh i think it's swoosh. oh well whatever yeah i think it's swoosh. the little check mark doohickey <laughs> swish <laughs> Swish is like the basketball. Swish is basketball. Uh, yeah. My husband's very into basketball, like some Michael Jordan stuff, and you know that little silhouette of him with the little basketball. Um, yeah, everybody knows what that is. Air Jordan. Yeah, Air Jordans. Exactly. Everybody knows what that is. Super simple. Doesn't have anything attached for it. Now, when you're starting your business, obviously people aren't gonna know your logo right off the bat, but that's okay. They will get to know it. Um, but the more complicated it is, the less places you can put it. Um, a super complicated logo with all this information included. And in honestly, the only really good place for that is maybe on your website or um, a full page print ad. Um, keep in mind, your logo is going to be on everything that you do from a business card to a billboard. And it's got to translate the same in both places, no matter what size it is. If you take this huge logo with all this information and shrink it down to fit on a business card, along with your name, your email address, like all your information, nobody's going to be able to tell what it is. So when you blow it up and put it on a billboard, they're not going to correlate the two. They're, they don't understand that that's, that's your logo because they can't see it on most things they're going to see every day. Um, and especially in the digital space too. You know, if you're you're gonna put your logo at the top of your website, probably near your menu or um, near some like call now buttons and things like that. If it's a crazy giant, like huge, like it has to be huge in order to tell what it is. That's gonna throw off the formatting of everything. You know, like you said, print business cards, but also you know your digital platforms too. It's really gonna throw off everything and it it's really difficult it makes it more difficult to understand who you are like you think having all of this information makes it easier it doesn't it just overwhelms the eye and kind of 
makes you want to focus on something else. (laughs) And I think in terms of apparel, too, like, I didn't realize, like, the impact of logo types and designs on apparel until you were kind of telling me about all the different kinds of apparel. You've got screen print, you've got embroidery, you've got dye sublimation, all of this stuff. And if a logo is super complicated, you're really narrowed down to only a couple of options with that. You really are. Um, Yeah, you really, when you sit down and you think about what you want included in your logo, think about what else you're going to put this logo on or what all you're going to put this logo on and really think about everything. Um, We had a client that wanted his logo on a pen. Well, you've got to think the imprint area on a pen is super teeny tiny. Anything that has any sort of detail involved, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to do it. Um, And if you do, it's not going to look good. They're not going to know it's your logo. Um, So keep all of these things in mind. Um, One other thing that I do when I do logo design, and I feel like if anybody's doing your logo design, they should be doing this as well. Um, When all is said and done and we've settled on a logo that you like, I will give you three copies of it. I will give you a black and white copy of it. I will give you a dumbed down color of it. So if it has like maybe two or three colors in it, something that's good for screen printing or putting on a mug um, where the more colors you have, the more costly it gets. Um, And then a full color detailed one that you can use for your social media or whatever that you can have all that on there. Well, I was thinking that too. Like if don't focus on the colors too early, no. we have a lot of people that they come in, they say, I want this, this and that. And I want it to be blue and I want purples and I want this. Just it makes sure that your logo is engaging and looks good in black and white. Yep. I always start with a black and white copy. Later. That's what you get first is a black and white copy. Yeah. Cause you know, realistically a lot if you do end up getting um like merchandise and stuff for your business a lot of that just in terms like you said for cost effectiveness a good portion of that is probably going to either be one color so it'd be like just green or it'll be just black so you have like just black and white so you need to make sure that you know your your logo doesn't have fancy gradients and you know, a lot of, like, it doesn't rely on the difference in color to understand what it is. And you can have an outline version of it that's literally just, there's no filled in color. It's just one outline, one line going all the way around, and you can still tell what it is. So it's kind of, and that's where it gets tricky, too, with characters. So we have a lot of clients that want Caricatures. a custom-drawn yep. character and things like that. And that's where it can be get a little bit complicated. Um, and that's where you can have two versions of your logo. You can have one that has the character, the full color, all of that. And then you can have a different one that's a little bit more simplistic that can go on, you know, the shirts that your guys in the field wear or... Um, you know, like any kind of embroidery, you know, you can have those two different kinds, but you still don't want it to be too extreme either way. Because you also just don't want, like, Kimball's mowing, and it just be the words. <laughs> like, that's not great either. <laughs> so, like, break down for us the general, you know, healthy mix between some kind of icon or image and words. Like, what's usually kind of like a healthy layout with that? Um, Honestly, there's no 
right or wrong layout um and it really just depends on the company how long the name is um but if you have an icon and you have words you really should be able to put them in any which order um and it still work and you're gonna have to have them in different orders on different things um, sometimes they're gonna need to be stacked um, our logo for example we have one that's stretched out um so it's more of a rectangle then we have a version of it that's square you know it's our logo regardless of which one you look at yeah for it to be able to fit in different yeah. areas and kind of the versatility of the information we don't like for example we don't have an icon or like a little caricature or anything like that but we do have we utilize lines mm -hmm. so a lot of our branding is very minimalist and it's all black and white um but you know we have other clients that want a fish in their logo or a hurricane in their logo or um they want the a in their business name to look like a house with a big roof you know a lot of people respond to and i personally like ones that have different shapes or icons in it maybe not so detailed as like a person driving a lawnmower but like to have some I've kind done of, one of those imagery <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i said was, that one was crazy um but you know i just in terms of like digital marketing wise and from what I've experienced is if there is a simple, keep it simple, icon or imagery to put in your logo as well. Um, my first agency was called Atlas Marketing and Design. Part of our icon was a image of the, I don't know, I think he's a titan or something, Atlas, holding up the world it was a simple like outline thing it wasn't whole detailed you didn't see any faces it was a silhouette and it was simple and it was clean and i really liked that a lot um a lot of other companies like you know i'm looking at my browser literally right now and you know you can save all the little icons in your browser for your website so having a little um icon on there can kind of help with your branding as well um a good logo really starts with a good name and you can have, you know, your name can be super specific, like we were talking about John and small engine repair, um, or it can be more broad. Um, we're a bit on the broad side because um, we're a big shop marketing and design. It's clear that we do marketing and design, but we didn't add marketing and design and social media and website design and commodities and apparel and pens. Like we didn't add all <laughs> of that stuff. So we went more broad instead of being super specific. So big shop marketing and design, when we were designing our logo ourselves, it was kind of a mouthful to begin with. We were like, ooh, maybe we should back up back up on this, but we kind of made it work. Um, and another really great to the point name that's very specific um, is one of our clients, Underwater Fishlight. It tells you what it is. It's an underwater- Fishlight. Fishlight. It's a fish, it is a fishlight <laughs> that is underwater. That is underwater. <laughs> yeah, so it's a great name. Um, and the guy who started his name is actually John. So John did a great job of naming the company because not only when you're going to search that on the internet, like, hey, what's that underwater light that's attracting fish? Boom, they're going to pop up. So it's a very specific name, but it's also a very specific, um, what is the word? Niche? A very specific, uh, 
Uh, no, uh, like market, a very specific market. So, you know. They literally sell only... underwater fish lights. Yeah. And if all you do is water heater repair, then your name can be John's Water Heater Repair. That's all I do. That's it. So be John's Water Heater Repair. So I think if you have the only time your logo slash company name should be very, very specific is if you really are in a very specific field. Like we do a lot. Sometimes it seems like we do too much. So we don't put all of that into our logo. We're marketing and design that kind of encompasses a lot of different things. Um, but, you know, if you're just water heater repair and that's all you do, then put it on there. Um, and I think that, you know, from a logo point of view, the underwater fishlight is a great logo as well. It kind of incorporates the colors of what their product is. Their product comes in a few colors, predominantly green and yellow, and their logo is green and yellow and there's fish on it. So it's very clear when you look at it, you read it, it says underwater fish light, you see a fish there, you can go ahead and assume and kind of know everything about this company. So it's it's really easy to kind of, like that's a good example of learning fast and being able to look at something and understand it. Right. It's also, the design itself is simple enough that it can be done in black and white and you still know exactly what it is. You still know it's a fish, yeah. you still know it's a light, you don't need the colors, they help. Um, well, I was actually talking to John last week, and he recently got a CNC router, so you can kind of cut stuff into wood or whatever kind of um, uh, material you want. And he asked me if we had an outline version of the logo. And when you first look at the logo, it does look like there's a lot going on. But um, it's simple enough to where I just sent him over a one-line, just black and white logo, and it can get carved into a piece of wood and still look good and you still see what it is. So if something, that's just not to keep hitting this, but it's a good logo because it can get put on any medium, like wood, metal, laser, shirts, everything. Pens. You know, it's, yeah, pens. Yeah, they did get pens. <laughs> <laughs> like koozies, oh my gosh. Like it is, there are an endless amount of things you can put your logo on. So don't pigeonhole, is that what it is? Pigeonhole? Maybe. Pinhole? Pigeonhole, I think. I, I don't, don't know. know. Don't put yourself in a box. Don't put your logo in a box. Don't say, oh, my logo has to be eight inches wide if I'm going to be able to read it so I can only put it on shirts because you've kind of limited all of your marketing materials down to that. So, you know, good branding starts with a good logo. Hmm. I guess you could say it starts with a good name. It does start with a good name. The logo kind of brings out that name. The logo is kind of a make or break point for the name because you might think just like us, we're like, ooh, do we pick the wrong name? Because this is really annoying to put in the logo. And then we figured it out. So, um, yeah, a logo is a huge first step into branding. Um, I think this is, do you have anything else to add about logos? Um, just a few final points. Number one, hit it. keep it simple. <laughs> Number two, make sure it's adaptable. Always think, can I put it on a pen? Can I put it on a billboard? Will it translate well to both? Um, we didn't really touch on this, but make sure it's distinctive. Um, there are a lot of websites out there that you can go to, pull off a logo, use it, and I guarantee you 50 billion other people have it. Okay, maybe not that many, but a lot of other people. 
Um, There's only 7 billion people okay. right. on the All world. Right. So, so um, you know. every other plumber is going to have that logo as well. So be creative. Um, spend a little time on it. Spend a little money on it. It's something that is going to follow you for the rest of your business life. So take the time to make sure you're doing it right. And getting a custom logo, like she just, you know, like get some, spend some money on it, get some professional help with it. Getting a custom logo doesn't cost thousands of dollars. You can. can come, you know, I mean, it if you can. go to the wrong place, like if you, yeah, but I mean, you can spend two fifty, three hundred, five hundred dollars on a logo that's going to be made by a professional designer and that you can keep and is able to utilize for decades. So, um, you know, you can start off with just your name, but once you get to the point of, hey, we really need to get serious about this, definitely look and, you know, there are tons of local graphic designers that are just kind of doing their own thing, and it doesn't cost a lot to get professional design work on a logo. It's like when I first thought of it, I'm like, oh man, that's going to be what, like 10 grand for a whole package. And some people do charge $10,000 for an entire branding package, but that's not the reality. I have one other thing to add to this um, as far as getting your logo. Getting your logo done by a professional graphic designer who has experience with logos honestly is super important. Um, you can do it on a website. Like I said, there's websites you can pull logos off of. There's websites that you can create your logos on and they advertise it that way. Um, there's websites that you can go to. Um, you can cut this out if I'm not allowed to say it. Uh, Vistaprint. You can go to Vistaprint. You can pick a logo. You can put it on something. That is not your logo. Uh, you do not have the files to that. You own nothing of that. That is Vistaprint letting you borrow something. Um, and being somebody who does a lot of commodity orders, shirts, uh, promotional items, that type of thing. We have businesses come in that, hey, I've got this logo. I want to put it on. I want to put it on my truck. I want to wrap my truck with it. They don't own the logo. They don't have the files for it. Um, and then you're going to wind up spending more money anyway, having somebody redesign the logo that you could have had done right the first time. Is that making sense? Well, and I think what you mean for that is like the proper file oh, formats correct. of it. So there are different files that, you know, if you get a logo from a professional designer, you're, you'll get an image, something you can just share on your phone or share on Facebook. But you'll also get a design file, like an Illustrator file or a vector file. And that is basically you can make your logo the size of the Empire State Building or as small as a pen, and it's not going to degrade or get pixelated or look bad. Correct. And that's kind of what we're saying about, you know, owning the logo, owning the files um, to where you can truly put it on everything. So um, kind of understanding, and any designer will know if you ask them, say, hey, can I have the ve a vector version of this? And they'll be able to send it to you so that you can put it on whatever you need. Um, so, yeah, a vector should do file that anyway. format of your logo is, yeah, is super important. Well, a lot don't, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, this is your logo. And they'll kind of hold it hostage yeah. a bit. But you'll need that vector file. And you don't get that stuff from, like, Vistaprint, Custom Ink. Um, Canva? Is that can, a, I think I've heard that one. I think, no, yeah, Canva, Canva um, is able to export in vector 
file. And, you know, you never know. You can try and design it on your own, but trust us, you're going to want somebody that's been around the block to be able to tell you what will and won't work. That way you don't hit a roadblock two years in when you want to make a billboard. (laughs) Well, my experience with Canva, people have come in with... uh, with logos they've designed on Canva and they do not work. Um, whether they're not downloading the proper files, whether they don't know they can download the proper files, it it just doesn't often work. Um, so that's been my experience Just with get Canva. a semi-professional. Yeah. And, like, graphic designers, especially freelance designers, like, for the lack of... I don't really know how else to say they're this. They're a dime a dozen. They're hungry... They're hungry and they need money and they're not expensive and they do a great job. Like it's just, it's, it is what it is, you know, and they really, you know, we're lucky enough to know quite a few, I mean, we're designers ourselves, but we're lucky enough to know quite a few really good designers to where if we find that we're on a kind of a design block with a client, we can call them and they're able to help us. So, you know, whether it's a custom illustration or just kind of reworking of a client's idea, you know, there are people out there and there's probably one within a five mile radius of you that will be happy to help you with a logo and will be proud to do it because it's a cool thing. Absolutely. Um, we were talking about, uh, actually I was finishing up <laughs> and um, <laughs> trying to just give you a little snippet to uh, take with you. Um, so simplicity, <laughs> adaptability, distinctiveness, um, and then colors. Whenever you get your logo, get it in black and white. Get it in two or three colors. If your logo is more involved than that, then get your full color logo along with it. But make sure you get at least those three. Um, Super important. I promise you, you will not regret it down the road. And I think that's all I have to say on logos. Well, and for me, like last thing, really important distinction. There's a difference between your logo and then a cool design you get for your company. So you have your logo and then you can have a really cool design that you want to put on t-shirts and brochures and everything else that doesn't have to be your logo. You can get a super awesome design of you riding a horse and flames coming out and all this cool stuff and that can just be a design. It doesn't have to be your logo. So keep it simple. There's plenty of room for cool designs because you're going to be advertising everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, this isn't the only design you're getting. Correct. And characters are awesome too as an add-on, not as your logo. We have one company that has a cute little character and we put it on the website. It's a nice little add-on, but it's not part of the logo. But it works well. Yeah, it's almost like a semi-mascot yes, type of deal. Yes, kind of. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. So make sure that your logo can stand on its own without a little icon or character and that it makes sense. And then, you know, your icon or character can be a good accent, but isn't the end-all be-all. Um, I think that's pretty much it for <laughs> for um, our logo design. Hopefully our little ramble made a lot of sense and it's kind of, made you think and kind of go back and look at your logo and see where there might be some improvements. It's always a good time for rebranding. If you do want to update your stuff, it gives you an excuse for people to care about you. Um, So thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.